This time, Jennifer Carter is going to bring our special. I have to get a little nervousness out, so I'll say just a little bit. I found this song a few weeks ago, and I had trouble getting it 
finding the soundtrack, getting it burned on CDs, getting it to my phone, everything. It was like it was bound and determined the devil was not going to let me sing this song. But um, the more I sung it, you know, I knew, I knew I needed to sing it today for whatever reason, for whoever needed it. Um, I'm thankful that through all the years, no matter what I've done, that my life is still in his hands. And as long as I know that and trust that, you know, I'm where I need to be. And when I was 11 years old, I became the pianist at the church that I attended all my life until we started going here. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God did that for a reason. And I'm thankful that I followed that. Um, but just no matter what you're going through and no matter what you feel like your life is, just put your life in his hands and just listen to the words. You don't have to worry don't you be afraid joy comes in the morning troubles they don't last always for there's a friend in jesus who will wipe your tears away and if your heart is broken just lift your hands and say I know that I can make it I know that I can stand no matter what may come my way my life is in your hands with Jesus I can take it with him I know I can stand no matter what may come my way my life is in your hands when your test and trials they seem to get you down all your friends and loved ones are nowhere to be found. Remember there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, I know that I can make it. With him I know I can stand No matter what may come my way My life is in your hands oh, I know that I can make it I know 
James chapter 2 one this morning. Glad to be here. Thank you, Miss Jennifer, for that. And Man, I'm glad to be saved this morning. And I'm glad to know the Lord. If you're glad to be here, would you smile real big and pretty for me? Isn't it good to know Jesus? Isn't it good to have the joy of the Lord in our life? Uh, uh, we are blessed here at Promised Land to have all of this talent. Uh, man, we've got talent beyond talent and talent and talent. And, uh, as I tell you all, I'm glad there's talent in here because it's not going to come from me when it comes to the singing part. Uh, but we're blessed to have the talent, but the business that we take care of when we come in here is not about talent. Uh, it's about spirit. And you can you can sing, you can get the best singers in all the world, but in the business that we're in here to handle, it's not about your talent. It's about your heart. And I'm glad that we don't have talented singing. We have spirit-filled singing. And that's what we need in here. And I am thankful for the ones that stand up here and sing for the honor and glory of the Lord. It's not about them. It's about Him. It's about Him. And I want you to know if you're a visitor here this morning, we're not here to look at what man can do. We're here to see what God can do. And in the day and hour in which we live, we need to hear from the Lord today. We need to see God greater than we've ever seen Him in our life. Uh, James chapter 1, stand with me for the reading of God's Word. <clears throat> James chapter 1, in verse 13. The Bible says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Now, I want you to notice this, verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Dear Heavenly Father, as we read in this scripture this morning, we see the problem with sin. Because sin brings forth death. And Lord, sin separates us and you. But Lord, I'm glad that you give us a cure for our sin. I'm glad you give us a remedy for our sin, Lord. And every sin that we've ever committed can be carried underneath the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. And every sin that we've committed can be forgiven this morning. Every sin that we've committed can be cast into the sea of forgetfulness. And I praise you for that today. Lord, I'm glad where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Lord, there's a whole lot of sin in this room today, but I'm glad that as much sin that is in this place, I'm glad that your grace trumps every sin that is in this place. Your grace is greater than our sin. Thank you for that today. Lord, I pray you give me the power that I need through your Holy Spirit, Lord, to preach your word. Lord, I pray every word that is said will be in direction with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, I love you, and I want you to be glorified today, Lord. Lord, I want souls to be saved. Lord, I pray the souls to be saved in this place. Draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Uh, I want to preach to you this morning. The, the title of the sermon is in the form of a question. And the question that I want to ask you this morning is, it really worth it? Is it really worth it. We see in the book of James this morning that James is describing sin. And he goes through the process in this scripture. And I want to look in verse 14. And the Bible says, But every man is tempted 
when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So we see the process of sin. And James, under the inspiration of God, begins to describe how sin takes place in our lives and in our heart. And we see that sin begins when we are enticed, when we see something that looks so good. And I'll tell you, the devil has a great way of taking something so bad, but covering it up with the goodness that pleases the eyes, and we are enticed. And when we are enticed, that means we are tempted. We become tempted by the things that he puts before us. Every sin begins when we are enticed. And we look upon that sin, and then we say, Boy, that looks good. Boy, that smells good. Boy, that that sounds good. And then the Bible says that is what is called temptation. And then we are tempted by the devil of that sin. And the Bible says here that after uh, we are tempted and we are enticed, that we begin to lust after it. That means that we begin to say within our hearts, Man, I really want that. Man, we look at it, it looks good, we are tempted. And then within our heart we say, Boy, i got to have that. Man, I want that. Boy, that would be good for my life. It is amazing how many times, even as God's people, we've looked at sin and lusted over sin and say, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Doesn't the grass always look greener on the other side? I'll tell you, this world looks good. This world looks good, sounds good. But friend, I want you to know it's not good today, okay? And I know that we want what this world has to offer but it's not near as good as what God has to offer today, okay? And I know what the world is offering us. It looks good, and we want it because we want to be a part of everybody else. We want to be a part of the worldly system. But friend, you don't want to be part of it today. But the Bible said we lust after it. Then notice what the Bible said in verse 15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So when we lust, we say, okay, I've got to have it. So we accept that sin in our life. And here's the finished product. It bringeth forth death. What's the problem with sin, preacher? It brings forth death. Why can't we live in sin? Because it brings forth death. Lost person, the sin in your life is bringing you death. Child of God, the sin in your life is bringing you death. This is an interesting word in death here, but it means the state or condition of coming to an end, the state of being separated. We look at something, it looks so good, and we've got to have it, but the end result of partaking of that sin is that that sin will bring death to us, that sin will separate us. And I want you to know this this morning, God is a holy Holy, holy God. And we come short of the glory of God. God cannot fellowship with sin. God cannot commune with sin because God is holy. God is perfect. God is righteous. Everything that you can think of good is who God is this morning, okay? And He cannot fellowship with sin. So every time that we have sin in our life, listen to me. Child of God, every time there's sin in our life, there's going to be a consequence. There's going to bring forth death. And so the thought has entered into my mind and into my heart, and I heard this one time, and it's kind of stuck with me. 
But this thought, you got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. And that's how sin is. You want it so bad, and then when you finally get it, you lose everything you had to begin with. And so my question this morning, is it really worth it? Is it really worth leaving the will of God to live a sinful lifestyle? Is it really worth it? Are the drugs worth it? Is the alcohol worth it? Is, it the, is the adultery worth it? Is that kind of lifestyle worth it? And I'm going to tell you the answer, no. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I know the devil tells you how good it is and how, how hey, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to affect you. But friend, you may get what you want. But if you do, you're going to lose what you have. And I want to use for an example, you can go ahead and turn to Genesis. And we're going to look there in the book of Genesis chapter 3. And I want to preach that uh, this morning. We're going to be done about, is it really worth it? You got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. There are some things in my life that I really wanted, but it wasn't really good for me. So when I, when I got it, to receive those things, I had to lose what I had. And I want you to think about a story before we get there in Genesis about Samson. And Samson was a man of God that had the Nazarite vow upon his life. And in that Nazarite vow, he was unable to ever cut his hair. Okay? That was part of the vow. And as long as he didn't cut his hair, he walked and talked every day in the power and victory and strength of the Lord. But a problem took place, and he fell in love. Okay, and there was a little old lady that he fell in love with, and she wanted to destroy him. And she went to him every day because the, the Philistines tried to destroy him, and, and they couldn't do it because the joy and the strength of the Lord was upon this man in a mighty, mighty way. But he fell in love with a woman. That's heard a lot of Tad. I'm just picking, I'm just picking. But here he is, serving the Lord, doing what God wants him to do, but he falls in love with this woman that didn't want anything but bad for this man. And she went to him and said, Samson, I want to know. I want to know about your weakness. I want to know. And they go through about three or four different things. And the Philistines could never destroy him because he would never reveal the secret of his strength of the Lord. But she finally got down there and she got mad at him and she got bitter and said, listen, if you really love me, you'll tell me. If you really love me, you'll tell me your secret. And he knew better. But he seen that woman and he said, I want to love her. He got what he wanted, but he lost what he had. And so he told her and he fell asleep one night and the Philistines come in and cut his hair. And he lost the strength. He lost the power. He got the woman, but he lost the power of God on his life. He got the woman, but he lost the victory that he was used to winning in the Lord. My question this morning, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Is it really worth getting what we want if we have to lose what we had? Now look in Genesis chapter 3. If you're with me this morning, say amen. The Bible says in verse 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And to the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, 
God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Is it really worth it? You got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. I want to remind you before we preach this, I want to remind you that it's not worth it this morning. And I want to look at a few things that we will lose if you accept sin in your life. Number one, you will lose the fellowship of God. This is a woman that walked and talked with God every single day. This woman in her existence had no idea what it felt like to be separated from the Lord. She had no idea what it felt like to not walk and talk with God. May I tell you the greatest experience you can have in this life is to have fellowship and communion with an almighty God. And isn't it amazing that even in this life we can have fellowship with God. In this life we can have fellowship with the Spirit of God and the Son of God and I am so thankful today that He invites us into His presence. I'm glad the Bible says draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. May I tell you that God wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. I want to ask you, child of God, do you want to walk with Him? Do you want to talk with Him? Isn't it wonderful living this life in a way that we can get up and talk to the God of heaven? We can get up in the morning and simple me can call on a holy and righteous God. Man, there is nothing better than the fellowship we have with Jesus. There is nothing better than being in, in one accord with the Lord. Man, it is great. And every day this woman got to walk and talk with God. Man, how awesome. And then one day, a little old devil come along. And he, he put this before her eyes. And what happened? Number one, she was enticed. She saw it and it looked good. And then it became temptation. And then what happened? She lusted and said, I want it. I want it. And then what she do? She partook. What happened? It brought forth death. It's what the Bible says. She got what she wanted, but she lost what she had. She got the fruit, but she lost the fellowship with the Lord. Never has she been divided from God. Never has she been separated. Never has she been an enemy with the Lord. And then, boom, she's separated from God. Sin will always separate you from the Lord. A sinful lifestyle, an act of sin will always separate us and God. David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. And there is nothing worse, especially as a child of God, to be saved and he don't hear our prayers. Friends, sin will separate you and the Lord. And it will get in your fellowship with God and get in your relationship with God. And it will cause problems. 
Well, I can live this lifestyle and I'm not going to lose anything. That's the biggest lie the devil has told you, okay? All right. Hey, you get what you want, but you might lose what you had. And if you accept sin in your life, you will lose the fellowship of the Lord. May I tell you, I'm glad to be saved. And I'm glad that I can get up and know the Spirit of God is upon me. And I'm glad to know that I can walk and talk with Jesus. And I can sing and I can shout and I can praise the things of the Lord. But I'll be honest. When I enter into sin, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that desire anymore. It changes things. It changes things. You ever had a relationship with somebody and there was a bad act done and it just changed the relationship? Sin will change your relationship with God. And do not let the devil lie to you. You cannot live how you want to and continue that walk with the Lord. That is the biggest lie from hell, friend. You cannot live however you want to and think God will be okay with it. And think he's still that y'all are still in fellowship and cahoots with one another. Because sin will separate you and God all day, every day. You might get what you want, but you're going to lose what you have. I don't know about y'all, but I want to lose a lot of things, but not the fellowship of God. Not the communion of the Lord. Friend, we need the fellowship of God. Psalm says, but it is good for me to draw near to God. It is good to draw near to God. We need to walk with God. We need to talk with God every day. But if you accept sin in your life, it will hinder your relationship with God. You will lose the fellowship of the Lord. Number two, you got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. What did she lose? The peace of God. The peace of God. There she is in the garden. And all that she's ever experienced is peace. May I tell you the world in which she lived, the lamb and the lion lay down together. That's how much peace she had in the society in which she lived. May I tell you that when she went to work every day, she never got bit by one fire ant. Isn't that awesome? She didn't know what it was to get eaten up by thorns. She had no idea. Her work was peaceful. Her relationships was peaceful. Adam and Eve, I don't think, ever got in an argument. Whoa! (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Because she was living in peace. She had the peace of God that passeth all understanding. She didn't know what it was like to have thunderstorms and tornadoes. She didn't know what it was like to have fighting at the house. She didn't know what it was like to have a cold. Well, wouldn't that be awesome? She didn't know what cancer was. She didn't know what a disease was. She didn't know anything about that. That woman lived in complete peace. In the very moment she partook of that fruit, she got what she wanted, but she lost what she had. And she got that fruit, but she lost the peace of God in her life. And then all of a sudden, thorns begin to grow. That's where thorns come from, people. That's where fire ants come from, okay? That's where confusion comes from, is when you get what you want. But you have to lose what you have. And she lived in complete perfection, in peace of the Lord. And that very day she partook, she lost the peace of God in her life. She didn't know what it was to sweat. 
We do in southeast Arkansas, don't we? She never knew it. And then that very day, everything changed. Everything changed in her life. And I love this verse in Philippians. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know what I love about the day that I got saved? I didn't know a whole lot. I didn't know Genesis from Revelation, but I knew one thing, that if I died, I was going to heaven. And there was a peace that fell upon me that I have never felt before. And that peace came over me, and I laid my head down on my pillow at night. I didn't worry about death. I didn't worry about hell. And all the trials started coming. I didn't worry about them anymore because I knew my God was big enough. I knew my God was great enough. I knew my God was concerned enough to get in my life and take care of it. There was a peace that passeth all understanding. And when the devil came and the trials came and the fire came, I didn't worry about it. I didn't doubt because I had the peace of God. But oh, when sin comes and we partake of that sin, that peace is hindered. That peace is hindered. I'll never forget one time a woman, her husband had died. Some of the family come in. Awesome, awesome uh, children of God. She got in there when he passed away, she just went to shouting. She had a big old grin and smile on her face. And oh, she went to singing. She was singing victory in Jesus. The whole, all of us got singing victory. And some of the families took off. They were mad. They were mad. I got out there. I said, what's wrong with y'all? They said, what is wrong with her? She lost her mind. I said, no. She knows Jesus. And she has the peace that passeth all understanding. Here you are miserable because you don't have any peace. But when you get things right with God, you get the peace of God. But see, we've got to make peace with God first before we can receive the peace of God. And when you make peace with God and you get your sins handled and under control and under the precious blood of Jesus, then you can have the peace that passeth all understanding. Oh, man, I think about school. I think about my kids going up there and there's some things that worry me. But I'm glad when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing that God puts a peace over my heart and my mind. Hey, Josh, I got your babies. And man, when sin's in my life, I don't have that kind of peace. There is confusion everywhere we look. You know why? Sin. There's broken homes everywhere we look. Why? Sin. Sin is destroying us. There's confusion in this nation. Hello? You know why? Sin. 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 The problem is not a Democrat, it's not a Republican, and it's not a gun. The problem is sin. The wicked, evil heart of man. You know what we need? We need to deal with sin. You lost, you got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. How do we lose it? Sin. Sin. If that's the problem, friend, we better take care of our sin. Huh. And we better take it before the Lord. You say, preacher, you don't know where I come from, friend. You don't know where Jesus come from. He came from Calvary. Hello? He came from heaven. He came from glory to become the Lamb of God to take away your sin. And all of that confusion you have in your life is because of sin. It's not of God. Our God is the God of peace. He is not the author of confusion. All that confusion we have in our life, we don't have to have it. We don't have to have it. Now notice the last one. If you're with me, say amen. She lost the fellowship of God. She lost the peace of God. And she lost the joy 
of God. John 15, 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Now, I'm going to say this very respectfully, because I know y'all don't have a lot to look at. But I don't have a lot to look at either. Looking at y'all sometimes can be very depressing. No, no, I'm not trying to be offensive. But y'all look like y'all come to a funeral sometimes. And we live our life in a manner that we're lost, that we have no victory, that we have no guidance. And the reason that we live that way, because we got what we wanted. But we lost what we had. We thought that sin was going to be good for us. But when we got it, it robbed us of the joy of the Lord. Let me tell you something. You cannot lose your salvation. The Word of God declares that you cannot lose your salvation. But you can lose the joy of your salvation this morning. You can lose the joy and the victory. And you know what the devil said? He said, I can't take away your salvation, but I can take your shout away. I can take your smile away. I can take your victory away. Child of God, we have the joy of God in us. If we're saved, we know what the joy of the Lord is. That's what brings us victory. Child of God, it's alright to smile a little bit, okay? It's alright to walk in this world like, we're, like we have some victory. Like we've been saved and we've been redeemed. Child of God, we ought not look like the world anymore. We ought not frown like the world anymore. we got a reason to smile. we got a reason to sing. Because of the victory we have in the Lord. But if you're living that sinful lifestyle, if you partaken of sin, you got what you wanted. But you lost what you had. And there is nothing worse than being born again. I'm talking about born again and not feeling like it. You don't have to feel that way anymore. You take your sins before the Lord. And He is faithful. And He is just to forgive you of your sins. You've seen it. I've seen it. I'm 32 years old. I graduated from West Monroe High School. Of all of our friends growing up, I have one friend that's serving the Lord today, and there was a bunch of us. Some of the most popular people that I knew at school, football players, went to Auburn, went to LSU, went to Louisiana Tech, scholarships, had it all. They're in prison today. They're drug addicts today. I want you to know that sin will take you farther than you want to go. And it'll cost you far more than you're willing to pay. And there's been a lot of good kids that got ruined by the devil. They got ruined by, they grew up in church and everything was good, but they thought they had it all figured out. Well, let me tell you something. The devil ain't never made anybody sin. He ain't never made you sin, but he'll tempt us. Listen to me. The devil didn't get you in this mess. We got ourselves into this mess. Hey, the devil was good with Eve. Well, that's Eve's fault. That's Adam's fault. It wasn't the devil's fault. But listen, they got what they wanted, but they lost what they had. So God come in. He said, I'm going to put a curse on it. And he cursed the land. And that very moment, things in the world begin to change. Listen, listen. All eyes up here. Oh, man, I love this. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And he looked at that old serpent. He said, you look at me. 
You listen here, you no good serpent. From the seed of woman will come somebody that will bruise your head. And then later on, he took them out of the garden and they took some animals and they slaughtered those animals that day. Death has separated. So it was time for a covering. Blood was shed so that a covering could be put upon their sin. And oh, my friend, I want you to know that blood had to be shed for there to be a covering over our sin. So that we could now enter into the presence of God and live in the fellowship and the peace and the joy of the Lord. You say, how can I get there through that covering? But it's no longer the blood of the bullocks and rams and all of that. But it's by the precious blood of Jesus. And I want you to know He'll save you and He'll forgive you of every sin. Lost person, understand this today. You're not too bad. You're not too far gone that God can't step in and save you today. Child of God, listen to me. You've lived this miserable life long enough. Jesus said, I come not to just bring life, but I come to bring it more abundantly. It's time to live and walk in the abundance of life that we have in Jesus. Oh, I hate confusion. Do y'all hate confusion? About ten of you. Y'all hate confusion? Don't you love the peace of the Lord? Isn't it sweet when the peace of God enters our homes, enters our hearts, and enters our church? I hate going to church in confusion. There is nothing worse than going to God's house and God's people are fighting. Let me tell you something, that's not of God, that's of the devil. There's nothing worse than when I go home and my family's fighting. That's not of God, that's of the devil. God wants peace in our hearts and in our life. These altars are going to be open. You're going to have an opportunity to lay these sins down before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. He is faithful and He's just this morning. He'll forgive you of everything you've ever done. And He will restore unto you the joy of your salvation. Child of God, don't live that way anymore. I know it looked good. I know it felt good. But in order to get it, you had to lose some things. Is it really worth it? I ask you this morning, is it really worth it? You know that answer, it's not. Would you come back into the fellowship of the Lord? You've been living an awful lifestyle. Hey, God forgive you today. We look out and we judge sin and we put standards on sin. There's one sin that cannot be forgiven today. And it's denying Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the only sin that He cannot forgive you. Everything else He can forgive you this morning by the blood of Jesus. Oh, would you come? Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. If you need to be saved, would you come? If you need to come make a profession of faith and be baptized, I want to invite you to come right now. As she plays, y'all come.